Welcome to Prodigal and the Priest, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. I'm Joey Scancella, joined by my co-host, Father Paul Bechter. Father Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Joey. How are you? I'm doing all right. You may hopefully hear an audio upgrade. Um, we're using a new um, audio software. The only problem with this is to make this happen, obviously you have to be in the near vicinity of each other to connect to this new software. But being that Father Paul is under um, kind of house arrest and quarantined to his house, um, we were thinking, how do we do this, right? So we came up with the brilliant idea. Genius. Genius my, idea. My genius idea. There you go. To feed the microphone cord and the headset cord underneath his garage door and for me to sit in his garage in 110 degree weather while he's inside in air conditioning in his laundry room. And so it seems pretty fair to me, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fitting to our states in life. I'm in a, a balmy 67 degrees. Balmy. Yes, that's right. Yes. And I'm... <laughs> I, I think the humidity is about 79% today. So I'm wearing this hat that you can actually watch this episode on YouTube if you want to uh, see our lovely faces. Mm. Um, we're actually um, made some upgrades that we want to tell you all about before we get into today's episode. So like we said, Father Paul is under um, quarantine for the rest of this week and hopefully test negative and then he'll be in the clear. And through that, we've been looking at the podcast and examining it and looking at ways that we could make it better. And one of the things that has kind of come up um, that we want to share with our listeners about is so many of you have great questions, um, things that have evoked um, emotion, whether that be sports, faith, or even the name of my future child. And so we decided to kind of split up this podcast a little bit. We're still going to be releasing it twice a week, but putting a little different spin on it. So on Wednesdays is going to be our Prodigal and the Priest podcast, the one you've come to know, love, and appreciate. Our Friday one we're going to release, so no longer Tuesday, Thursday. We're going to do Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday will be our regular one, and Friday is going to be... Um, prodigal and the priest and me because so many of you have so many awesome questions whether that's from father paul's morning reflections or our podcast you're going to get the chance to ask some of those and we want any and all questions about faith about sports about life what are our personal opinions about things um, hopefully we'll be able to answer most and you can go on our website, or email us, and I'm going to give both of those things to be able to submit a question. So you can go to our website, which is stamparish.org slash PTP. So prodigal and the priest, get it, PTP. Or you can email us at prodigalandthepriest at gmail.com. Prodigalandthepriest at gmail.com. So either way, you can... Um, submit a question, or you could hit us up on um, direct message on our Instagram or any other ways, right? If you have our numbers, you could just text us, I guess, but most people don't because we have to block our numbers because we're so famous. Especially me. Especially. 
<laughs> he's so famous. You, he's just sitting in that nice you, air conditioning. You have no idea, Joey, what it's like. <laughs> I have no idea. That's right. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of an update. I don't know anything you want to add to that, Father Paul? No, it's good. It's just uh, it's exciting to see how this podcast has taken off and these ways that we can we can try and make it even better. Um, and so whether through like the, the separately recorded split screen video thing that we're doing right now, they'll be more normal once I'm out of quarantine um, or through this whole question and answer. I know there's tons of people who have questions and I'm not the greatest at answering emails. So this will force me to answer some of your questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's good. Uh, to have this, this like, this this first the first installment each week to be kind of a normal prodigal and the priest, and then um, to have the prodigal and priest and me—that's what we're calling it, right? Yes. Okay. Prodigal and the priest and me. Um, so jumping into our episode today, right? Um, we want to be able to take a little bit of time to talk about um, a sport that you have come to love. And and I want to preface this by saying some people have texted me and said, y'all talk about baseball and golf a lot. Mm. And my response to them is, yeah, I baseball is my favorite sport. Golf is I don't know. Is it your favorite sport? It to is my favorite to play, sport. right? Yeah, Not to necessarily play. to watch, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. There you like watching it, <laughs> but definitely to play. Yeah. yeah. Those are the sports we grew up each playing and loving. And so some people have been like, when are you going to talk about football? I'm like, yes, we will talk about football. I promise you. Okay. Um, when there's you, something to talk about. Yeah. Like we could talk about Dak's contract. Right. <laughs> We can talk about different things like that, but it's like free agency, right? Why don't we talk about the things that are a little bit more relevant? And also we're just getting this podcast off the ground. So to bring that up, you love golf. Why is that? Mm. I started playing golf when I was, I don't know, probably like 12, something like that in Bermuda. Okay. So I grew up in Bermuda, right? I've talked about this before. The triangle. Like the triangle. How and many times do people ask that? Every time. And every then I clarify and they're like, cool, so Barbados, right? And nope, it's not the same place. Not Bermuda. the same place at all. And they had, there's a fair amount of golf courses for such a small island. Like there's, it's 20 square miles. It's a tiny place. Um, but there's a decent amount of golf courses. Some of them are really nice, like places that I could never get onto if I didn't, you know, have connections or something. I don't necessarily, so... Um, but through junior golf in Bermuda, you could sign up and for a very reasonable fee, you would get to play in a junior golf tournament every week, uh, oftentimes on these really high quality courses. Mm. So that's what I did from the time I was 11 or 12 um, until I graduated high school. Um, just growing up in Bermuda, playing a lot of golf. And I forget why exactly I got interested in. My dad had these like these crusty old clubs that he'd had forever and never used. And I just started hitting a tennis ball around our tiny backyard with them. Um, and then from there, just got really into it. So I golf was my sport. I played a lot of other sports growing up. I did play baseball as a pitcher, um, among other things. Oh, but that's, golf why, was, that's why we get along so well. I was a catcher. You were a pitcher. We just, we have that sink. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, golf was the one that really just took root. Uh, and 
It was also one of the reasons that I went to University of Dallas. Was It was a small enough school where I could play on the golf team. I was good by the time I graduated high school, but I wasn't like really, really good. Um, I, was a right, three, did, I was a three handicap. Didn't you? <laughs> and for someone like me, who's humble like, brag. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. So the brag didn't mean anything. So <laughs> what does that mean to our average listener? Like what does a handicap in golf mean? Oh, a handicap in golf is a way that you can play with someone who is way better or way worse than you. Um, And even the scales, especially if you're playing for money or something like that, but also if you're just playing for for bragging rights. Um, And so it's a it's a number of strokes that the better player will give the worst player to kind of even things out. And a three handicap is is pretty good. It means that you're shooting close to par um, more often than not. in the seventies, sometimes high seventies, but oftentimes low seventies to get down there. Um, I will say that, you know, when I was graduating high school, it was a three handicap. It's never been anywhere close since. And I don't even play enough right now to keep up a handicap. Um, and you kind of got recruited, right? (laughs) To university of Dallas a little bit. So like, like I said, that was one of my criteria for going to a university and the golf coach at university of Dallas went and talked to me because I'd expressed interest and I was all nervous, like, oh, I could actually play on a college team. Like, please, please take me to play on this college team. I didn't realize how bad <laughs> University of Dallas was or the fact that that golf coach. At, at golf, not at academics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at golf. No, they they excel at everything else. Um, mm. but, <laughs> um, but that golf coach was was actually their basketball coach and they just needed somebody also to do golf coach stuff. So he did that on the side. Um, <laughs> basketball coach first golfing coach second yeah yeah we played in a tournament one time uh out of state and he was in the clubhouse watching march madness like the whole time (laughs) it was it was the best so watching basketball while we're out there just losing miserably in this golf tournament uh, we're so bad but it was a lot of fun it was a good experience for me to play collegiate golf collegiate golf that's awesome and you know uh, we thought about this episode in reference to golf for a few reasons. So before you turn it off and you say, I'm not interested in golf, I think Father Paul has a few points about golf that will make you think a little bit of how this can relate to the faith and why this is so important. Also, second is um, we got called out by one of our listeners, Father Paul. Mm. So one of our listeners gave us a subpar review. Mm. And I think he was a little upset because you had said you had beaten him handily at um, golf recently. Mm. Also, I wish you could see the picture behind me. The sun is like flashing in and out like this room is possessed in the garage like Stranger (laughs) Things. So thank you once again for sticking me in this (laughs) uh, warm garage. So, But Jaime Resendez, we'll just say his name and uh, be vocal, shout out, um, one of our avid listeners. Um, You said you beat him handily. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's true. And um, he, he took a little offense to that. He took some offense, but I'd like to address that. Okay. Um, so Jaime and I played, it was a while ago now because I've been quarantined for a while, but um, we played and I don't know, maybe I beat him by four or five strokes. The count was a little, there was a dispute about the count at the end. Um, but I used the word handily to describe my victory mm-hmm. uh, because really it was never in doubt and the final score wasn't wasn't reflective of that just 
consistent dominance throughout the entire round. It's kind of like when a basketball team draws kind of close at the end right. as far as score. It's garbage time. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage time. So Yeah. So yeah. But hence, no one worried. Handily. Yeah, no one worried that never whole time. in doubt. Yeah, never in doubt. Never in doubt. So Jaime, if you're listening, because we know you are, um, Father Paul wants a rematch and is is willing to to wager this for this podcast that if he loses you get to make an appearance on the show okay Mm. we will have you on the show um on the podcast if not then we have to make an appearance in one of your youtube videos okay so the wager has been set and we hope uh that that is available to uh to happen so he'll have to let us know but in regards to golf and the faith right um Mm -hmm. getting back to kind of the topic at hand you talk about how golf is um can be kind of a virtue builder and Mm -hmm. a aspect that you kind of draw to the faith right so explain that a little bit what you mean by all that yeah um so i mean every every skill every sport especially is significantly a mental game it's something that you're playing against yourself but golf especially you're really playing against yourself in golf and um there's a couple aspects to this that i think really just dovetail well with our faith and the first basic principle is that this is a thomistic principle it's a theology philosophy principle that grace builds on nature and what we mean by that is like the natural virtues that i develop uh, in my own life or that you develop like those are those become avenues through which grace can work and can build and can can elevate um mm. and in golf so you have to put in a lot of practice that's maybe the first point yeah uh golf takes a lot of tedious practice other sports do too um but part of the reason i got so good when i was in high school is that i had the time and I enjoyed the solitude of practicing and just almost the monotony of it. Mm. I found it relaxing. So it was almost like it had a meditative quality to it when you're out in nature, but also just like practicing three foot putts, practicing five foot putts, practicing putting with my eyes closed until that stroke is just ingrained. Like you're building the virtue or the habit, right? Same thing. It's just virtues are habits oriented towards the good. Right. Uh, So you're building this habit and like that that dynamic alone i think can teach a lot about building habits in the moral life but there's other aspects of golf that i think work really well as um with the faith as well like for instance golf is the only sport i know of where you call a penalty on yourself Mm. like you have to hold yourself accountable and you can get away with so much if you want to you can kick the ball out of the rough um, you can drop a ball if you lost it. Like nobody is watching you unless you're playing on the PGA tour and there's TV cameras everywhere and drones and stuff. But like when, when I was playing junior golf in Bermuda, nobody was watching me like a hawk. Like I could have cheated right. and having that, that ability, right. That freedom, the possibility of cheating, especially say I'm playing really well and then I make a dumb mistake and everything you know you're at this crossroads right um there's there's sort of the the virtue of just honesty and integrity um and you have no one else to blame right 
Yeah, like we no bo- one else to blame. Yeah. We both played team sports where you could say, yeah, okay, the pitcher threw a bad pitch or this person, you know, um, the quarterback fumbled the ball, whatever the analogy is, right? But in golf, it's you. Yeah. And you have to play within yourself, like you, within, especially when you're, when you're hitting a driver, for instance, I could hit the ball pretty far. In my so a driver, hit. for those who don't know, right, you, you, yeah. you take the driver out. That's what you would start off a, a long hole on. That's right. going to be able to drive the ball a long distance. Yeah, you're trying to, it's the club that'll go the furthest. You're trying to hit as far as you can, but there's something about just holding the driver in your hands, getting up where you want to swing like out of your shoes. <laughs> and just and that's not an effective way to play and sometimes it's a lot better but it takes more discipline to leave the driver in the bag and to go with a smaller club to hit the ball <laughs> shorter um, because you know that you need to be accurate in the situation and so like that kind of decision making is also sort of it's it's humbling right right um because you're like i can do this and you have to tell yourself no you can't <laughs> Right. This is actually this is the percentage play. Go with this. It's about you're playing the long game. And again, just to move map that over onto the moral life, like we tend to think that we're a lot stronger against temptation than we actually are. Uh, and that's our pride speaking. Like we're all sinners. We're all pretty weak, and we have to actually take that weakness into account. Take it seriously. Right. Um, which Except it's funny. their limitations. It's funny that you bring up, not to pause on a dramatic point about, uh, you know, the faith. Yeah, no, you, you killed that, all my. I, I, I did, there. but <laughs> you you mentioned like, oh man, you really want to just go and hit it far and all that. It, it just makes me think of the guy who just won the uh, uh, tournament this past weekend. What is it, Bryson? Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau, yeah. Like he revealed. Okay, if you don't know anything <laughs> about this guy. He put on like 30 pounds. Just 40. Re- it's at 40. Okay, now. 40 pounds. I pulled up, actually. I'm looking at it right now. Um, this is what they say his usual diet is per day, okay? Um, breakfast, four eggs, five pieces of bacon, toast, two protein shakes, okay? Then mm. midday, he eats a peanut butter and jelly, um, a protein bar, then has two more protein shakes mid-round about um, when he's like practicing and snacks after. Then dinner is steak, potato, two more protein, st- two more protein shakes. This guy has six so awesome. to eight protein shakes a day, um, and he can hit the ball a very long way. But also, I don't know if you saw that this past weekend. He kind of like yelled, got into it with a cameraman. Did you? Oh see no, all that? I didn't. I didn't see that. Part. Okay, so I'll be curious. You take a look at it. We'll have to talk about it another time if you if you thought yeah, it was follow up justified or any of that but that's uh, sorry to derail the whole faith aspect. no it's okay because he's actually he's super interesting he was a physicist and mm. um he approaches the game in a really scientific way uh to a level that few other people are willing to go and um he's really polarizing because of it but i think it's pretty awesome he's like six one he was 180 and now he's like 220 or something and he's not really trying to pack on muscle, just mass, so that right. he can hit it further. Uh, but he he averaged 340 yards uh, off the tee over this past. Which, if you don't know anything is, about golf, that's, which is incredible. That's just, yeah. Like the average person just, is hitting what? Like the person who just goes out on a Saturday and plays golf is hitting like 200 to 250. Yeah, that's kind of a normal 
right uh, so range so he's hitting 100 yards further than that and crazy. he was extremely accurate drove the ball extremely well um and has just because of just packing on more mass but being able to keep his swing um and he calculated all that out like he's he's significantly increased his length off the tee um yeah it's i, I think it's really interesting um but getting back to the aspect uh, yeah. of faith because i derailed you which i apologize is is that you have nothing to blame but yourself in golf. You're able to work on this character and on this virtue, much like in our faith, in our prayer life, in the sacraments, in any of it, right? Going mm. to confession, mm-hmm. that these are things you're called to work on. And that, right, in a golf game where it's like, oh, I can't hit the ball long, I'm going to drink six protein shakes, right? <laughs> I'm not praying well, so I need to uh, learn the discipline discipline of prayer better. I need to you know, go to confession, all these things, right? There's, there's correlation there that you brought up. Yeah. And you just have to, a big thing is just putting in the time. I think that is a good analogy between uh, growing in your prayer life and getting better at golf. Like you're not going to get better at your short game, which is where you really score in golf. Um, Right. You're not going to get better at that kind of finesse stuff unless you just put in the time. And I think often in our faith, uh, we, we want to draw closer to Christ, but we aren't willing to put in the practice. It's weird to call prayer that, but it kind of is that. Um, yeah. Just to spend the time with him. And I mean, it's a friendship, right? <laughs> it's a friendship yeah. with Christ. And um, the only way to get to be better friends is to spend more time together. Uh, Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's one aspect of it. I was actually just thinking of something else too uh, with golf and then completely forgot, so I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> So we're really on our game, everybody yeah. here. Yeah, firing on all cylinders. <laughs> firing on all cylinders. So do you think that, what advice would you give then to somebody who is struggling? Um, I don't know. I just feel like I talk to more and more people right now during um, this pandemic and this quarantine and who are struggling with their faith, you know, and, and hearing, it's not an easy message to say, yeah, but it takes work. It takes effort. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people will come across and say, well, that's a little harsh, right? I'm, I'm trying my best, you know? Um, mm. but at the end of the day, we have accountability towards that, right? We have, we have to take ownership to say, are we trying our best? Are we trying our hardest? And so, I don't know. What would you say to somebody who's just struggling with that dynamic right now, especially during everything with the pandemic? Yeah. Um, any advice or any kind of things you would say to them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, for everybody, really, it starts with making a good confession. Mm. And we are offering confessions right now at St. Anne. Um, and shout out. Yeah, shout out to St. Anne. Uh, I can't because I'm in quarantine still, but the other priests have tested negative twice. And yay, they priests. are. Yay. Negative. So, Ooh, playing a drop. Oh, yeah. Man, we are next level. We are it. next level, everybody. Um, so it starts It starts with making a good confession um, and then asking God for the grace to grow. The thing is, like, God wants us to grow closer to him. He's offering us that grace. Mm. That's, that's why he made us, is to be in that deep relationship with him. Right. That's the purpose of our lives. That's our, our last end, is to, to see God. Um, and so like there are difficult parts to our faith, um, but often the difficult thing is actually putting God first. 
Yeah. I know it's just kind of reiterating the same point, but that, that really is a big part of it. We can give God just a little bit and just that little sacrifice of our time, like the first moments in the morning, can start to really make a change. Um, we can notice a lightness of heart after that. We can notice all the spiritual consolation that comes about from giving God just that little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And that can make us want to do to give him more and more and more. Um, often we can, we can sort of, and, and this goes back to the same point I was trying to make about respecting our weakness and our limitations and stuff like that. Um, until we actually respect our limitations, we can just try and like, try to make a change without actually making a change in our life. Right. Um, it's kind of abstract, but when it comes to prayer, like what it can look like is, you know, sprinkle a moment in sprinkle a moment in like this, but not actually base my life on prayer. Um, and on this relationship with Christ. And so it's not an easy thing just to force yourself to do, but by God's grace, like he wants to lead you down that path. Um, and he is not going to hold you back at all. It's not you against him. He's right. drawing you in closer. And so I think that can give us a lot of hope, especially if we're just starting or if we're struggling, like that God wants this more than we do. <laughs> it's, right. Um, and by his grace, he's drawing us closer to himself. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to to learn to be aware of how that grace is acting in yeah. our lives. Oh, just hit the mic. Okay, so... We're still uh, learning here, everybody. We're still learning. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. I, I sure. think that's great perspective. And um, I would also say, if you if you've never given golf a try, you know, once everything's over on this pandemic, we should have like we should auction off for a fundraiser oh for a prodigal gosh. and the priest, like around with you. That way, you can like teach somebody golf. That would be great, and we can continue to. I don't know. I, I right. won't have to sit in a hot garage then or something. Yeah, you could know. play too. Joey's actually not bad. Not, I'll, I'll take that for being somebody who never played until I was uh, post-college. Never. Yeah. No, he's actually never. not bad at yeah. all. So, um, All right. Not bad at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got any more drops than that or just the... Oh, yeah. This one too. The wild applause. I could do. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite there it is sad trombone (laughs) everybody there you go um anyway so we want to we want to come to our closing segment um what we do is uh what are you watching what are you reading what are you thinking or reading what do you watch what are you reading what are you watching what are you thinking either way whatever way you look at it i i think it's hilarious i had somebody text me after episode five they're like oh my gosh what do you guys like read so much here's the key thing people I also mentioned books I've already read, so <laughs> yeah. I just appear to be smarter than I actually am. So anyway, Father Paul, um, what are you uh, watching, reading, thinking? What am I watching? Um, I'm watching, I, I watched a movie called Ushpazine. <laughs> it's a, it's I, a, yeah. I never know what to say to you. Now I can just say. <laughs> it's, it's an Aramaic titled movie. Um, it means guests of Sukkot. Um, are these like on Netflix? Like serious question. Like where do you find these? Yeah, no, you can. So I've watched some of these in the past. Um, I've got some of them on DVD cause I didn't think I would ever find them on streaming services. But, um, this one you can actually, you can rent it for like $2 off Amazon prime. Um, nice. So 
Ushpazin. It's about the Feast of Sukkot in Jerusalem. It's awesome. I mentioned it in my reflection the other day, so it was on my mind. Um, and uh, what am I reading? I'm reading a, a, a big, thick book on moral theology. Um, I think it's just called Moral Theology. <laughs> it's it's really, really kind of it's really kind of boring. Really deep title <laughs> called Moral Theology. Yeah, it's kind of boring, but those always start off boring and then get more interesting. They just have to lay the groundwork, and they talk about habits and virtues and vices and all that, and then they get into the more interesting stuff. Mm. Um, nice. What are you thinking? Uh, there is a pattern on the wall in front of me, uh, and one of them looks like a lion. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been, star- too, man. I've been staring at that i'm not sure what you call it when it's just like white paint but it's kind of speckled oh um, right, right right it's like the way like people see clouds right when they're yeah. animals or things I, I don't know what that's called it's probably called something yeah and so like one of them looks a little bit like italy one of them looks like africa but those are upside down so that's kind of cool and then there's this other one that looks like a lion and i've just been staring at that most of this podcast nice um, well I've been um, watching, and I watched it um, just last night. So I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Um, it's not very um, common or famous. It was called Hamilton. Mm, yeah, the musical. Yeah, I'm kidding. Millions of people have been waiting for this to come out. But anyway, so I watched that with my wife last night. Um, we were able to actually see it when they were on tour in um, came to Ooh. Fair Park in Dallas. It was awesome. Um, amazing um, cinematography, everything, um, which kind of led me down a rabbit hole to read a bunch of articles about how they... <laughs> like did the filming of it which was so intriguing that apparently it was filmed in 2016 and they filmed it among live performances but then in between live performances would also do close-up camera angles so it's like uh, like this mashup of like I think over 15 different performances and like the microphones and all this. So Mm. watching Hamilton, reading about it and how they did all that and uh, what am I thinking about? Um, I don't know. I if I'm being honest, everybody, I'm thinking about how we can create our own drops for like the intro to this segment and everything like that with like a really deep voice or something, you know, that was just scary. But anyway, like a really cool deep voice. That's like watching, reading, thinking, you know, something like that. I like it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. But besides that, hopefully this, uh, listening experience was a little bit better as we get a little bit better equipment for y'all. And we definitely want to encourage you. So this is coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, but then next week, our regular episode will be Wednesday and Fridays will be, um, prodigal and the priest and me. So we'll be taking your questions and you can submit questions various different ways. So you could email us at prodigal and the priest at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is www.stannparish.org slash PTP, or you can direct message us on Instagram or text us if you have any of that or, or whatnot. But, um, we're so blessed to be able to, uh, uh, broadcasts and be able to do this. We really love it and enjoy it so much. Mm. And uh, we just want to say uh, take care and have a great week. God bless.